Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of Training Unleashed. We're going to have a great episode today. First, let me thank our sponsors, C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio. We have Randy Roberts. She is the Chief Executive Officer of Randy Roberts Coaching. And today, we're going to talk a lot about coaching, and we're going to talk about how coaching impacts your people, your team, and yourself. Randy, I'm going to start off with a question. Why do people not value coaching, and why isn't coaching a bigger part of the world executive world? Well, I think it's a great question, Evan, and I have to say it's changing. I think more and more people are aware of coaching, and I think, look, I'm I'm a little biased, but one thing I want to say is I'm not biased because I'm a coach. I'm a coach because of how much I believe in coaching, and I think that once people understand what coaching can offer them, the support, the the um, partnership in terms of seeing possibilities, helping to push them forward into action a little bit. I think once people understand what coaching is, they're very open to it. It is not for everybody, but for people who want to do that work, who want to partner in doing some of the inner work, asking some big questions and moving forward, um, it's a tremendously valuable relationship and endeavor. Uh, and I think people are more open to it now than they've ever been. I am enthusiast when it comes to coaching. Um, when I worked for a you know, multi-billion dollar company, uh, I was coached. Uh, I had senior members of my team being coached. I felt valued by the company because the company was investing in me. And I think because we did a lot of coaching that it made every team member um, a stronger team player. Uh, and people got coaches that help them specifically with the areas where it would have the biggest benefit to the company. Um, I think part of the issue of getting more people to embrace coaching is how you introduce it to them. Because when I first offered coaching to people, I got a little bit of resistance. Like, are you doing this because I'm not performing? where my answer was, no, you're doing this because you are performing and we're investing in you. But I've now answered my own question, which is not what I'm supposed to be doing. But how do you how do you recommend people approach coaching, be it group coaching or individual coaching in, in, in our organization? Well, I think your point is exactly right. And I what I have seen is companies, uh, some of my clients hire me themselves and others, the company will hire me on their behalf. And I've seen sort of a bifurcation of companies. Either they're the type that will hire a coach because something needs to be fixed. And it sounds like you're the person on your team was concerned about that. Or they see coaching as something that's that's a great opportunity for their highest professional, highest performing um, people. So most of the companies that hire me are the latter. Those are the ones that I enjoy working with because you're really helping the the executive fly as high as they can, achieve the most that they can. Um, so it, it's very true. That dynamic is very true. Um, the people that sense they are hired in a company that, that feel that they're being hired to be fixed 
either the company can't or or won't invest the time in that management helping to you know address issues that's not usually the most rewarding or fruitful coaching relationship because there's some fear there, some lack of trust there, and some concern of what's the company going to do with the information. Yeah, that's interesting. May, maybe talk just for just quickly about confidentiality and what, you know, if you have a coach, what is, if someone hires you as a coach, what is your responsibility when it comes to confidentiality? It's a really important question that I take so seriously. The way I handle it, if a company is hiring me on behalf of someone on the team, I set up a three-way meeting before we get started so that we're aligned on objectives, we're clear on what those lines of confidentiality are, because it's really important for the person that I'm coaching to know that this is a safe space. They can talk about the things that they need to talk about. Having said that, the sponsor is paying me. They're the ones that are hiring me. So we get that agreement up front of what kind of feedback will the sponsor need? And oftentimes it's, am I seeing progress against the objectives kind of thing? The specific things that I talk to my client about are private, confidential between us. And if the sponsor wanted to hear some of that, what I consider to be highly confidential, I wouldn't take that engagement. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I think we're probably talking about something that is more of a mental exercise than a reality, at least from my personal experience, that it doesn't come up that often because um, I think people, you know, get in respect that when they're talking to a coach that most of that is going to be is going to be is going to be confidential. Um, let's kind of shift gears because one of the things when I you know took the time and did my research on you that really stuck out at me is this concept of change your perspective before you start changing your career. And you know I'm a big believer in mindset and perspective. Kind of seems like mindset, but maybe talk about what perspective really means and what do you mean by the word change your perspective? Sure. I do agree with you that mindset and perspective are, are similar. What I mean by perspective in terms of, you know, you may need to change that before you change your career. If you're sensing that something isn't right anymore, you're not as motivated as you, as you used to be. Maybe you feel like you're not in the right fit, that kind of thing. I am a huge proponent in doing some digging into that, really understanding what's working for you in that situation and what is not working for you in that situation. So you can be really clear that you're solving for the right problem. If you aren't clear on what the issue is, you're going to go to the next situation and you're going to take that problem with you, or you may take that problem with you. So doing that inner work and getting clear on what do you need? in order to really be lit up again is really critical. And so that's that's really what I mean about do you need to change your perspective? Are you considering the most important things? You may be 
uh, this is a, a somewhat silly example, but you may be really annoyed by your current boss. It may not be a great situation for you, but the company's a good fit. The nature of the work is a good fit. And the dynamics of your company may be that your boss isn't going to be there more than a year anyway before they get moved on to something else. So really getting to the meat of what the issue is can help make sure you're solving the right problem. You know, I'm just sitting back and I'm listening to that answer and i think it was excellent but i'm thinking if i'm if i'm that boss <laughs> so what tips do you give to the manager who puts someone that puts someone as a wrong term that has a coach working with someone under them so that they they themselves are more effective how do you work with the, the manager to make sure that they're maximizing and, and it may be improving the relationship that maybe is a little dysfunctional. Well, the truth is, as a coach, my focus is my client. So if the, the subordinate, I'll call them the person reporting to that manager is my client. I'm not focused on the manager unless they hire me to work with their leadership team say, and I do that work as well. My focus. Was... Just, just one second for all the listeners, because I yeah. know that but they may not. Okay. Sometimes people hire you themselves. Yes. And you're a career coach and you're helping them and you're representing them fully. And management probably doesn't even know you're around. That's uh, right. Right. And then other times companies hire you to work directly with people, in which case your loyalty is to the manager that hired you with clarity of the role with, with the employee. And, and I just wanted to make sure everyone understood that because there could be people listening up to the show that might say, hey, you know what? I I think I could use and work with, with Randy directly. And there could be some people on the show that are saying, maybe we should be engaging with Randy to work with some of our key executives or work with ourselves, but as a company hire, as opposed to a personal hire. That's right. Yes. Okay. So I just want to make that clear because I think it, it's, a, it's a big distinction. Yeah. So if the if I'm if I am hiring you to work with one of my subordinates, what advice do you give to me of things I can do to make sure that it's the most successful working relationship? Really, my engagement with the sponsor, I'll call it the manager in that case, is to align on what are the coaching objectives for the person they're hiring me to coach. If they haven't hired me to coach them and they're not asking questions about their own behavior, no matter what comes out of my discussion with the person that reports to them, it's not really appropriate for me to coach that, that leader. My focus will be coaching the person who needs to work under that leader, if you will. And, and the reality is we can't change anybody else but we can change our own approach in that situation and hopefully set the stage for things to be a little bit different. But I mean, I really, I wouldn't be coaching that leader unless they want me to, unless they ask me to. Yeah. Interesting. Are there times you coach both the leader and the, and the subordinate at the same time? I have in twice. I have done that. Um, one time both parties were aware of it because that manager working with them as their coach wanted me to coach somebody on their team. So obviously they were both aware of it. There was another situation where they were not aware of it. And I did some soul searching and worked with my own coach on 
what was my, what was the appropriate coaching behavior to bring to this? Should I take both engagements? Uh, should I tell both of them? And I was very clear that, that I could maintain those lines of confidentiality and the nature of the work was very different and it didn't involve the relationship with the other. So I have done that a couple of times and it's, um, it requires me to know as a coach that I'm being very client centered. And yeah. I, I pride myself on that. That's cool. Um, do you ever coach people on how to coach their own staff, how they can be better at coaching their own team? Yeah. If that's their coaching objective, I absolutely can, can work with them on that. And for our audience, which I'm sure would love to hear, what tips do you give somebody to coach your own staff? You know, it, it's hard to give a specific answer to that because so much of my work and when I work with any leader or any leadership team, the nature of the work is completely focused on what the issue is. Yeah. So really where we would start is their own self-awareness of where they're strong as a leader and where they want to be better. Now there's limits to that. Because in that situation, all I know is what they tell me. And I can't, you know, given that engagement, I don't have any empirical evidence on whether they're quote unquote, right, accurate. So yeah. a lot of times what we'll do is um, get feedback from the individuals. I may do a survey. I may do one-on-one -on -one interviews that are confidential. I would work with the leader on what the questions are that are being asked, but any feedback that would go to them would be blinded. And in that way, we can pressure test their own level of awareness and whether they're prioritizing the areas that really can make the biggest difference. Um, so oftentimes it's, it's important to get multiple touch points on that. Yeah. I think maybe I'm asking a slightly different question. Great. Although your, your answer you just gave was interesting and on point. Um, but as a manager, you tend to manage activities. You tend to say, here are the key KPIs, here are the things and projects you've agreed to do, here are your big rocks, you know, whatever system that your company works with. But coaching someone as a manager on, let's call them the softer skills and the things mm -hmm. that are not being rated is something a lot of people don't do. Mm -hmm. They tend to just focus on the obvious corporate objectives and things of that nature, and, and they don't really take time. But it does make sense for a manager to take a little bit of time and do some coaching. So not talking about a specific person, but just as a, a manager, if I'm going to do some coaching with my team, what are sort of some of the ideas you would recommend? Yeah, I, I think what you're getting at, Evan, is sort of the mix of the IQ and the EQ, if you will. Yes. And, you know, the IQ piece of it, hopefully the, the manager, the leader is skilled in that functional area. And that doesn't necessarily mean they may not, you know, for example, someone who heads up a finance function, they obviously have to have a lot of experience in finance. That doesn't mean they've had to sit in every chair but they certainly have that level of IQ or functional knowledge in that area. The EQ is sometimes a little more elusive and that's what it goes to, you know, your question about uh, what would someone coach to and would they, would they even have the interest 
to coach their people for their own development? Um, would they have the awareness of the issues that they may need to coach on? That can be a hard one because if someone really is not strong in the EQ area and not looking for those social cues, either not interested or maybe just doesn't have that skill, it's a really hard one to teach. There are people that are aware that they need it and don't have it. And then they may surround themselves with people that have more of those skills, but that even requires the awareness that that's a gap for them. Yeah. And I would imagine the people that it's a gap with, that's who's looking to hire a coach to, to help with that gap. Need to improve your business results? Tornal's Rapid Curriculum Design Workshop might be just what you need. We partner with your business experts to identify knowledge gaps, determine training needs, and design a curriculum to help you achieve your business goals. We engage directly with the employees who have the most information to provide. The outcome of our Rapid Curriculum Design Workshop, a detailed blueprint with curriculum goals and strategies on how to implement the curriculum. Um, but I, I'm probably more thinking more basic, like, you know, asking someone, you know, what are the struggles you're having on the job? Um, okay, great. We now that now tell me more about what that is and, and, you know, trying to help people become self-aware. Um, and maybe the question I really should ask you is how do you define the word coaching? Well, that's an interesting question. So for me, coaching is not about telling people what to do. I mean, I have 30 years of business experience. I often have a perspective on what would be a good path forward. And there are times when that information, I mean, I I wouldn't be serving my clients if I didn't bring all of that experience, but me telling them what to do is not necessarily. the. We we had a big glitch. Okay. So we're going to just take it again. You, not me, you count one to three, pause and answer the question about what the word, what coaching means. Okay. One, two, three. Coaching is an interesting uh, concept that not everybody gets to a question that you asked me earlier on. The way I define it is certainly not about telling people what to do. I have 30 years of business experience, and I certainly bring that to the coaching engagement. I wouldn't be serving my clients if I didn't. But me telling them what to do is not what coaching is about. It's helping them find their own way forward and work through the issues that they need to work through and connect the dots in a way that helps them move it forward. That's a much more developmental situation than me giving them the answer. I may think I have the answer. Um, And if you ask my husband, he would tell you that I very often think I have the answer. (laughs) But I think that helping them find the answer with some guidance and some appropriate questions and things like that is often the best way to go. Sometimes they'll ask me what I think, or I may suggest, you know, I may say, would you like to hear a different perspective? And in that way, within a coaching framework, I can certainly bring my experience in, but much more powerful if we can get to the point of them coming to the answer that's right for them. Well, and I totally agree with you. Uh, and, you know, and the show is called Training Unleashed. Training is when there is a solution or a method 
in which you want people to learn and to execute exactly the way in which the company to its standards wishes it to be done. Coaching is about self-awareness. This is, you know, which is exactly what you're saying and allowing people to self-discover their own solutions and developing the muscle to be able to do that on, on their own. Um, telling is not coaching. So, uh, no, and I think of it in some ways, Evan, the difference between managing two objectives and truly leading in an inspired way. I'm not sure you can, there's, there's lots of leadership training, but I think of it more as leadership development. And in order to be an inspired leader, someone needs to be able to, to pull it out of themselves with help. But yeah. you can't necessarily give someone the answer of how do you inspire others? There has to be skill, there has to be interest, and they can they can certainly develop that talent. But it's not something that you can open up a training manual and say, oh, this is how I become an inspiring leader. Let's go. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Feel free to disagree me, but I don't see it that way. No, I don't. I don't think I think we are very eye to eye. Um, I think, you know, the basic principle is if you're coaching, you're not telling someone how to do something. You right. Know, right. That's right. So, yeah. Um, let's shift a little bit to leadership team development, because I know one of the services you do is leadership team development. And um, maybe just let me just start with what kind of leadership team development do you do? And it, what kind of companies need it? Yeah. Every company needs it to some extent, because there's always room to grow. And for most, I mean, I, like you, I worked for a huge company throughout my career, different ones. Teams are always changing because people are moving into developmental roles. They hire new people either inside or outside, that kind of thing. So a team is never static. So there's always work to be done. It's just a question of what does that particular team need? So some of the work that I've done with leadership teams is around forming new teams or helping um, a new leader assimilate to their new position, that work is really, really critical. Sometimes it's diagnosing what may be uh, what may be missing on a team or what may be a deficit on a team and doing some work to figure that out. But it's it's equally important to figure out what does that team do really well so that they can recognize it, leverage it, and do more of it. So so where I would start with the leadership team, the teams that hire me, it really starts with me get diving deep into understanding what their situation is. They will usually come to me with, you know, quote unquote, a problem or a challenge. And, and that deserves attention. But sometimes like when you double click on that, there's something else beneath it, or there's another opportunity that I will see. And so we may form some, some work around that as well. You know, it's interesting as I listened to you, it triggered a memory. And there was a time in my career where if you had asked me if my team was a high-performing team, I would have said, absolutely, this team gets along, everyone gets along, where everyone gets what they're doing, Every it, this is a fantastic team. And then I engaged a person like yourself and went through some self-discovery to learn that really what was happening was that people were feeding me what they thought I wanted to hear. And I was completely unaware of the dysfunction of the team. 
and that there were serious communication issues, serious trust issues that I, as a manager, didn't see because people were sucking up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I, I can literally right now, because it was an outside event, <laughs> team building event where we had this coach. And, um, and I, you know, at the time I was really kind of personally hurt when I saw that the team wasn't as great a team as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I think that's a reasonable reaction. Yeah. Ended up to be a stronger team though, because once the awareness was there and the barriers were down, it allowed us as a team to really grow and get better. And that's uh, the natural evolution. That's how it happens. The problem has to be recognized and surfaced. But you're right. A lot of times as leaders, there people will tell you what you want to hear. And that feels good. And it's easier because you think there's not resistance. We can move towards where we need to go. But a lot of times then behind the scenes, there's, there's dissension. There may even be people be people who are actively working against whatever the goal is of the group. So you're exactly right. It starts with trust. It starts with getting comfortable with conflict, healthy conflict, that kind of thing. And, and you build from there. But trust is trust is the foundation and it isn't always easy. Yeah. So Randy, this is an interesting conversation. I always, I love the show because I get to have interesting conversations. And I bet the listeners are wondering a little bit more about you and your company and what you do and who the people you like to work with and who you're, you know, what, what people should think about in terms of choosing to maybe contact you. So tell us about yourself. Yeah, I'm happy to. So I am one of those really lucky people that is, has had two careers, both of which I absolutely loved. My first career was in pharmaceuticals. I was 30 years, worked my way from a sales rep up to running a huge billion dollar business for one of the biggest pharma companies in the world. And then for a variety of reasons, it just no longer did it for me. And it was time for me to change gears. And I knew from working with coaches at really pivotal points in my career, either when I was working to get to the next level Or when I had taken on a big new level of responsibility, having a coach by my side was really pivotal. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do next. So for the last five years, I've been running my own coaching business. I sort of have three buckets of work, one of which is executive coaching. So it's helping people, as I said, get to the next level or support them when they take on new responsibility. Another piece is what I call career life coaching because I have a fundamental belief that people deserve to love their work while they're achieving their goals. And I wanna help people to do that. So that's a really satisfying piece of work that I do. And then the third bucket of work is something that we talked a bit about, which is leadership team development and working with teams to assimilate and really become high performing. Um, And, you know, that's, it's hard for me to say which is most satisfying, but I love running my own business and being able to create uh, a mix of that where I can really add value. And it's work that absolutely lights me up. I mean, I get tremendous satisfaction out of seeing the transformations that my clients go through and seeing them accomplish their goals. Cool. And how do people reach you? Probably the best way to reach me is through my website, 
It's randyrobertscoaching.com. It's Randy with an I, R-A-N-D-I-R-O-B-E-R-T-S, coaching.com. You can send me a direct message there. Or if you want to go through email, it's randy at randyrobertscoaching.com. On my website, there's also some resources that may be helpful for folks. They can find my own podcast, my blog, and there's a tool on there that may be helpful, which is a career satisfaction assessment, which gives people a good place to start. If something just isn't feeling right anymore, it's a good place to start with trying to figure out what may be working for you and what may not be working for you anymore so that you can uh, make sure that you're looking at the right thing and fixing the right problem. And that is your offer, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so again, the website and how the people get to the career assessment tool. Yeah. The website is Randy, R-A-N-D-I, robertscoaching.com. If you go to the Fulfilling Career Happy Life page, you'll see the resources and the career satisfaction assessment is available there. And if you're open to it, we can put a link uh, in the show notes. Yeah, we will put a link in the show notes for sure. What doesn't happen is a lot of people don't get the show notes ah, because okay. they're listening on iTunes or iHeart or uh, Pick Cherries, which is one of my favorite uh, listening places. Um, and so it's good that you share you shared you shared your information. Great, thank you um, for asking. Yeah. Whenever we do the show, we always end with one question, which is if you had one tip to share, what would that tip be? I think the tip would be something that we've talked about, which is if something isn't feeling right in your career, it's worth doing a bit of inner work to try and figure out what that is to make sure that you're doing, you're, you're solving the right problem. You're seeking out the right things in your next move, because if you don't, you might be taking that problem with you. So do the work to figure out what the problem really is. So you can solve for the right thing. Yeah. Get to the root causes. Exactly. Excellent. Randy, you're a great guest. I want to thank my audience without you. We would not have a show. And of course my sponsors, C-Suite TV and C-Suite radio. Everyone have a great day. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, tortal.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.